this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another exciting podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so glad to be with you guys again today. And welcome to January 2023. I'm excited because great things are happening this year. Amen? I mean, great things are happening. And I want to be able to sort of target some things throughout the next month or two that are going to help us to be able to jumpstart this year for us, right? And these are things that I believe in this podcast that can you can be able to grab these gold nuggets, these little pieces, to run with them and sort of help them along the way of saying, hey, I remember when Jeremy said this. Hey, I remember when God showed him this, you know, and I'm in this situation and this is helping me out now. So these are the things I want to sort of share here, you know, uh, this month with the end podcast to be able to help you guys have the gold nuggets, the sort of the revelational things you need to, to progress you, to get you going, to have food for thought, right? And today I want to talk to you guys about something that I believe is very important because so many people ask me all the time on, on things like this, and that is, you know, uh, is God always with me? You know, uh, is God near me? Is God far from me? Is he, you know, uh, uh, you know, is he always with me? Is he, is he, you know, do I make him mad and he leaves me? These are very important issues that we need to be able to face and realize, you know, is this really what God wants for us in the sense of a situation or, or, or a mindset or this blessing over here or this job over here or this, you know, um, these people over here, these friends, these neighbors, is this what God has for us? And a lot of times we question those things that God has for us by questioning, is God with me? Because if we feel as if, let's say, that somebody or something is brought into our lives and if they're, you know, and if they turned out to be bad, I must have made a mistake, is God with me anymore? You know, but you'd be amazed, folks, how many people, many times I've spoken to people in life coaching sessions where they actually target that and they target the you know the idea of wait a minute if this didn't work out you know was I listening to God from the beginning and then the next you know uh, phrase after that is well, what if God wasn't with me when I made the deci- this decision you know what if he's not with me now what if he's disappointed in me is he still here with me and I wanted to bring out some things today that would help each one of you because I've learned and I'm constantly learning in my life that God is not a person. And what we mean by that is this, is when we deal with, you know, biblical principles, law of attraction, you know, thoughts becoming things, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When we're dealing with all these things, all these make up the structure of who we are in our lives to be able to understand more of what I'm attracting and and how I'm attracting it, but also, you know, the understanding of, is am I attracting the things God wants me to attract? Because if I attract something into my life or I, you know, something that's coming to me in my life, a person, a place or a thing, and then all of a sudden I'm looking around, I'm thinking, wait a minute, if I made the wrong decision, that means maybe God is not with me. You know, is God with me now? You know, does he care? Does he love me? And then we sort of spiral down into all this, does he love me? Am I, am I out of God's will? You know, type of thing. I want to be able to clear the stage for you today to be able to get into a New Testament theological point of view. And that is this. I love that the scripture says this, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, I want us to think about this from these words for a moment. Because what we begin to, to realize is in that verse, and when you hear it within the Aramaic language and even in the Greek language, believe it or not, it is it, the language is just as strong and potent. 
there's not something of, well, he didn't really mean that, you know, or this, this terminology really is not saying that. It's literally saying that. It's literally telling you that there is an infinite connection, a tie. One of the things in, in the Aramaic that I really like is it's literally uh, like a chain link fence. It's letting you know there is, there's a connectedness. It's like saying, you know, hey, we're connected at the hip. You know, and the two becoming one, so those two people become one of covenantal, you know, um, in, uh, entanglement, which is a good word to use. That's what it means in the in the original language. Is it represents an entanglement, a, uh, a a connection where there is no such thing as a disconnection. And so when we hear these words of "I will never leave you" and "I will never forsake you." That means that as people of God, that we have to begin to read that out loud to ourselves. And it says this, I will never leave you. Now, I want you to think about I will never. Think about the word never for a moment. If God was going to leave us because he's not happy with us, he's in a bad mood, we're in a bad mood, we did something wrong, as if God's ever in a bad mood, right? But I'm just saying that for, for the moment. Or God's mad at us, you know? Um, when, his, when he says his mercy endures forever. So if his mercy endures forever and he gets mad at us, that means he's completely double-minded, which means we can't trust him because he would be unstable in all of his ways. Because God can't be both at the same time when he says, I am love. My mercy endures forever, not my judgment, not my anger, not my hatred. Why? Because it would feel a temple, we'll say, for example, of, of, the, of the essence of God in two different things that are two you know, polarized things from each other. And we don't want that. And it's not a biblical you know, a principle we learn, especially in the New Testament. So we have to understand the word never. So when we hear the word never, that means that if there was a reason that God, for example, would leave us um, or let's say forsake us if he's mad at us or if something happens or goes wrong or we miss God's will, think of it this way. He would never use the phrase never. He would say, you know, um, I will not leave you unless... You know, um, I, I I can leave you, but I choose not to. I mean, think about the terminology, okay? And what, but what you're hearing is, I will never, I will never. Never is a very strong word, right? If I was to say, I will never do this again. We're using the word never, meaning it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter if I mess up, if I goof up, if I if you mess up or goof up, and I say, I will never do this to you. Then what that means is it, it's, imp it's impossible. It, 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 and never means never under any circumstances, period. And we have to understand that the Bible would phrase it differently if there was a reason that God could or would leave us under the impression of, well, if you do something bad, if you step out of my wheel, if you do this, if you do that, then we understand there's something here that we need to really look at and say, ooh, wait a minute, hold on. Here's a good reason for him to want to leave. Here's a good reason for him to want to be able to walk away. Here's a good reason because his word says this or this. But it doesn't. It says, I will never and so we could use we could use the terminology to say I will never under any circumstances leave you because it, we're saying the same thing I will never under any circumstances leave you and I would never under any circumstances forsake you so here's where we have to begin to look at this and realize are we in God's presence is God with me no matter what happens no matter what I do the answer is always a yes. Because when we hear the word omniscient and omnipresent, that means he is everywhere, all places at the exact same time. Right? 
We hear of omniscient. That means he knows everything of every time frame, past, present, future, all right now. That's hard to fathom, but that's what God does. And so because of that and through that, we have to begin to not only just take him at his word, we have to begin to realize there's a word that he uses that in the language that is very strong, which is never, 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 right? Remember the, the game people play is never, uh, never have I, you know, and it's like, you know, never have you done this, you know, uh, and then you got to like do whatever it is that, uh, you know, take a bite of this cake or do whatever it is, you know, take a drink of this. And so you have to think about the fact of never. Now, here's a saying that I like by Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr is a very powerful author that I really like. I actually endorsed one of his books one year called The Cosmic Christ, and he's a really powerful man. And he said something one time. It says, we're always in the presence of God. What's absent is our awareness. We're always in the presence of God. What is absent is our awareness. Our awareness of what? Our awareness that we were always in the presence of God. So what we need to do is learn to focus and be mentally sharp and be mentally aware in our awareness, that state of awareness in the now moment, in the now reality, that I am already in the presence of God. I am already and I'm always in the presence of God. And when we understand that, then we realize that truly, like this, like this principle saying, and that is that the only thing that's missing is me understanding or me being aware or me knowing that he is here. So a lot of times, could it be that maybe it's not, God, did you leave me? God, are you not here? Where are you, God? What if it's not God leaving because he says, there's a word never, I will never under any circumstances leave you. So if we if we truly believe that, then what if that we, uh, what we feel is distant from us is our awareness of that reality? or the notion, or the awakening of the reality. So, can I be absent from God? Sure, I can, but God can't be absent from me. So, therefore, the only way I can be absent from God, and this is, this is a tongue twister, but it's true. The only, the only way I can ever be absent from God is not me actually being absent from God. But it's the absence mentally that I can separate myself mentally by wrong thinking, paradigms, and mentally creating a, a picture, a, um, a storyline, um, an image of me not being around God. Right? And so the question should never be, oh, did God leave me? Is God with me? Where is God? Because God is saying, I will never, under any circumstances, I will never leave you. And I can't, and I will not never forsake you, no matter what happens. Because if you think about even stories such as Jonah, Jonah runs away. Jonah was supposed to go to Nineveh and didn't. Instead, he goes, he tries to go to Tarsus. And so because of that, he's getting on this boat, traveling, and yet realizes on there, after what God does to him, realizes, I can't leave the presence of God. There's, I mean, I can't. It's not the fact that I truly can. It's the fact that I truly can't. There's no way to leave it because of the fact that he's, he's everywhere. And so it's not the fact that God has left me because God was still with him on the boat, as we can read in the Bible. It's letting you know I'm here with you. The only way that you left me, Jonah, is just consciously because I was still around you 
showing you signs when I was with you while you were even on the boat, you know, with these other men. Uh, you know, this guy's, you know, part of, you know, this guy is like, you know, a godly man, like, you know, he's, and he's done something wrong, and here we are, if we don't throw him overboard, I mean, you know, we're going to drown here, right? And so, the, so they even, the, they, they who are probably those, maybe the didn't want even believers in God, they even knew, you can't get out of God's presence, dude, like you're with us, like, I mean, you're with God now. And so because of that, they knew you're carrying God's presence with you. And you think you're running from it, but you're carrying it with you. And because you sort of, are, are, you know, rebelled against him, you know, we're gonna we could take our chances on drowning. So it wasn't even the fact of, hey, this guy ran from God. He's in the boat with us. So as long as we stay hush hush and nobody calls upon God, we're fine, right? He won't know where we are. That, that you know, they didn't they they realized that that's not the case. That there's no way to even do that. And so this is where you have to understand that even biblically we see people trying to run from God. Adam. Adam thought he could run from God or hide from God. You know, because he realized he was naked when he, when he awakened. And yet, what is God saying? Adam, Adam, where art thou? And once again, it's not about Adam, God not knowing where Adam is. It means, yes, God knew where he was. But he was asking Adam, you know, where is your, where's the image that you're made in, Adam? Because I don't recognize the image that you're made in, which is my likeness. You're trying to put this new image Hello, you're trying to put this new image in your in your mind, letting you know automatically, or thinking you know automatically. Let's rephrase that: thinking you know automatically that you are in a different image. And I'm looking down, and I know exactly where you are because it's not the fact I'm actually looking down as if I'm not with you because I walked with you in the cool of the day. I'm with you always, Adam, even to the end of the end of the age. The Bible talks about. But it's saying, I'm always with you, but you don't recognize because you have gra crafted this image in your mind that is not my image. And so I'm saying that in a way for you to recognize that I know where you are and I, I'm with you always right now I'm with you in this now moment. But yet your mind is far from me because your mind is looking at a different image that's not in the image in which you were created after. So was God, was Adam still around God? Yes. Did God, was God still around Adam? Yes. So it goes back to that word never. So how do we find out? Oh, I've disappointed God. He's not around me. Does God hear me? You know, is he, is he, is he with me still? I've, you know, 25 years later, is he still with me? Those are questions we have to automatically answer with this podcast and say, yes, there's no escape. There is no, um, no way because it never, no matter on any of the circumstances, will I forsake you or leave you? And I like the fact he doesn't even just say leave you. He even used the words forsake. So there's no way he can turn his back. Forsake means what? That if I forsake you, that means I was originally with you, right? But yet now I have the option to leave you. I have forsaken you. But then when you think of the fact of I will never leave you, leave is letting you know that leave is a permanent thing. And so he's letting you know leaving. If I was to say, you know, um, hey, I'm never going to leave you, then what I'm saying is I'm, I'm with you right now. And I'm letting you know, this is my position for eternity. I'll never leave you, so I'm with you right now. And forsaking is letting you know, sort of a different take on it, which is, I can, is, is, I can be with you, but I'm still not going to walk away from you. So I'm, cause I'm going to go back to the word leave, which is permanent. So permanently I'm with you. And I'm never going to walk away from you. And forsaking is great because forsaking is a great word. Basically it's just saying, the same, you know, if you cheat on me, I'm leaving you. If you, if you cuss me out, I'm leaving you. If you sin, I'm leaving you. And so here is the threat of I'm with you, but yet I have this option. My option is leaving. And so 
here's where we understand that leaving and forsaking is letting you know automatically that I'm with you. I'm not going to walk away. I can't walk away because I'm with you now and I'm going to be with you tomorrow still, no matter what you do. And so there's a beautiful storyline here that is alerting us that it's not God. So the problem it doesn't lie on doesn't it is not in God's lap at all. Never has, never will be, ever. Oh, God's far from me. No, God is right here with you. It's you that is far from God, not not in bodily form or in spirit form, but in your soul, because your mind has already crafted or created a new image that he must not be here. And the only thing that can train you in that is pure religion and tradition and not true, authentic Christianity. And so this is what I wanted to leave with you guys today to understand that are you aware are you aware? Have you answered the question that God will never leave me? Once you answer it, then leave that question alone. And even and even at times when you mess up, or let's say you you screw up, or you mess up, you sin, whatever whatever word you want to use, whatever you feel like you've really goofed up in your life, then you know that years before you answered this question, so you're never going to have to go back to it again ever. Then you just have to propose a new question to yourself. Okay, since it's not God. Since God is with me, and I still feel a little embarrassed or ashamed that I did this, but yet God knows what I did and God is with me always. So because of that, why do I feel the way I feel? Oh, I know why. I feel that way because mentally I have lost the image and everything that holds that image, that definition of the image, I've lost and walked away from that mentally. Mental, not physically, mentally. That's why the Bible says the carnal mind of man is God's enemy. So God is letting you know the only way you, you can feel or think or trick yourself or manipulate yourself to think your way from me is only in the mind. Because it's manipulation. Because you can't you can't leave me. You can't walk away from me. You think you can, but I can't, I can't you. And you can never walk out of my presence. You're always in my presence. And so this is where you have to begin to look at this. And understand, it's not about him ever leaving or forsaking. It's literally about the fact that mentally, I've changed my mindset, which I need to get back to the image that I made in, and be aware of that, because it's still right here with me. I've just shifted one image into another image, and shifted one feeling into another feeling, and that's why I feel the way I do. Because it's never about God, it's about you. It's about you. So when I say it's your fault, yeah, it is your fault. It's my fault. It's our fault. So what is God saying? Is you need to realize the only absence you feel is not the absence of me. The only absence you feel is not the absence of me around you. The only absence you feel is not actually the, um, you know, the fact that I'm in you. The only absence you will feel is what you create in your mind. That, that feeds into your feelings and your emotions to say, God must not be with me. Where is God? I don't feel him. And that's what people go to. I don't feel him anymore. I don't sense him anymore. You know why you have? Think about it. Think of it this way. The reason why is because when you create a new image that you're out of your mind, and most of us do when we sin, fall, get mad, walk away from something that that was part of God's plan for our lives, then what happens is is we create a new image there. God doesn't. We create a new image because we feel embarrassed. We feel ashamed. We feel like, oh, that was such a stupid decision. And those types of thinkings will automatically create a new image in our minds. And so the new image in our minds is, well, what's the alternative? And that is, if God was human, that means God would be mad at me. God would, God would, you know, would hate me. 
you that's why you have to not think from a human point of view, but get into the mind of God to say, since he can't go anywhere because he loves me so much and he's everywhere. He's in the desert. He's in the bars. He's in the churches. He's in the clubs. He's in uh, the desert. He's in India and he's in America. And he, he's in you know, the North Pole. He's, in, he's on Mars. He is Mars. He's in Venus. I mean, whatever the case may be, you have to begin to realize that those are truths. Those are facts and truths that will never go away, period, because he's omniscient and omnipresent. So because of that, it just lies in a new creative image that we've created, which is sheer, feel it, making us feel like like a human being that feels as if we've got to push you away or that you will not like me anymore because I messed up and I'm not perfect. And that's what happens. So what does God do? As God is letting you know, it's not me, it's you. Take responsibility in the sense of realizing it is you because you were trained as a human being to feel as if if I mess up, mom's going to be mad at me and walk out of my life. And the truth is, who, who, what parent has ever or would ever walk out of a kid's life if they mess up, goof up? Have you ever seen a mother say, you made a C on your report card and not an A? Okay, I'm packing my bags. I'm leaving you. You can, you can defend for yourself as a child. You can learn to cook for yourself. Yeah. You know, you can learn to, you know, I'm, I'm leaving you. No. Even from a human point of view, a family would never do something stupid like that, right? Of a mother and father, if they did, we need to, we would definitely need to pray for them, right? They, have, they would have a lot of problems there. But even our parents would not do that. But we're still taught that if I'm disappointed in you, then I will leave you. And so we have to understand, make this a final determination today. Answer the question, God will never leave me nor forsake me. He's here always. And when I mess up, I'm not going to allow the trigger of the the human emotion to kick in to say, if you're mad at me, you're going to leave me. You're going to walk away from me since God's not human. He's spirit. And therefore, we have to begin to look at this and say, why? then, then why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling? You're feeling this way because you feel condemned. You're feeling this way because you, you know you've messed up and you feel embarrassed and so those those feelings can actually, you know, uh, manipulate you to say, well, you know what that equals, don't you? Embarrassment equals shunning away. Messing up equals everyone's leaving you because you're not perfect. That's a type of pride, that is it not? That's a type of pride too. So you have to begin to look at this and, and understand, it's not him, it's me. And I can't allow these feelings or these words to manipulate me to go to the, to go to, to, to the, the, the word of he must not be with me anymore. I've got to begin to look at this and realize, wait a minute, I can't allow these embarrassing moments and these, man, I feel horrible God moments to go there anymore. I have to begin to say, you know what? I messed up. I did bad. I'm embarrassed. But it's about me right now and my mind. It's not about him leaving me. It's about me. So I can't allow my mind to go to the place of rejection or being rejected because I wasn't perfect, being rejected because I messed up or sinned and goofed up, right? Falling short of the glory of God. I've got to begin to realize I can't go there. If I do, then I start questioning these things which are not healthy for me. And they're lies because God will never leave me. So I've got to begin to realize this is a, this is a, this new image and this new feeling cannot come into me. Because it's not about him, it's about me. Me creating this separation. Me creating the rejection. Me creating and feeling like he'd abandoned me because I messed up or goofed up. No. Find this in your heart, folks, to say it's not... It doesn't mean that God leaves us because God is always in our presence. God is always with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. The only absence we truly feel is what we create in the mind of understanding. Um, am I aware of his presence? Am I knowing that he is here with me? And that's what you have to begin to do. So don't allow the absence to come into your mind. Be aware. Be alert. 
settle the agreement in your mind right now and say, you know what? This is how it is. He's never going anywhere. If I, if I start feeling separated, that just means I'm the one, not even leaving him, Jonah, because I can't. I'm the one that is creating, creating a new mindset that I am far from him because of what I've done. And what he's saying to you is, but you can't be far from me from what you've done. You just need to accept forgiveness from that point and let the absence of, of feeling I'm not there, the absence of me rejecting you, you need to let that go and move into your knowing and your awareness that I am here, God is here, and we're fine. And i got to work through my problem with God's help who's with me to get out of this situation I've got myself involved in because I am entangled with God. And if you think about something being entangled, if you put bubble gum in, in a girl's hair, which, yes, I've done before when I was a kid, you know, and you think, oh, my, I mean, it just, it just mats it. It just mats together. There's no way. That you, there's no, pretty much no human way to get the gum out of. If you put gum in, in, in someone's hair and just keeps on just, just globbing up and there's just no way. The only way you can get it out, actually, is you have to cut it out. Think about that, moms and dads, right? Because nobody wants to fool with that because it's impossible to get out, right? So through that, you have to think of yourself, I'm entangled with God. And no one can, can cut it out. <laughs> no one can. So I'm entangled with God. There's no way possible to get this gum out of this hair. I'm entangled with God. And that's just a done deal in the discussion. So let these points today, let this conversation, let this talk today settle the issue for you once and for all to where you never, ever, ever have to go back to that dark place again. Because you deserve to go forward, not live in a dark place. Because let's just face it, if you're going through enough problems as it is, and you feel embarrassed of what you've done, the last thing you need is a heap of more condemnation that now God has rejected me, walked out of my life. I mean, think you're just asking for more more pain. You're asking for more pile-up of, of pressure, more piling up of, of just guilt and, and things on you. You don't need that, do you? What you need to do is realize he's here to help me because because I'm messed up and 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 I'm entangled with God. So we're going to work this thing out together. And you feel a little better and you have more empowerment now to focus on the problem that you got to overcome versus now another problem you've created. Oh, is God with me? Oh, he, he must not he must not love me. I don't feel him anymore. You need to let all that drama go that you're creating. And stick with the stick with the plan, and find out get to get the solution with the problem you're dealing with with God's help beside you. God knows you're human. God knows you're going to mess up. God knows you're going to sin. The Bible even says, you know, those who say they've never sinned, they've already sinned because they said that. And so God knows where you are. He knows what's going on. So rather than pushing him away or making him feel like that he's drama and he's leaving you, why don't you just draw him closer to you and say, I need help. I messed up. I'm embarrassed by it. But you know what? But God. But God, you're here. And I need to continue to attract him into my life when I need to attract. And the last thing I need is to feel like you're not with you're not with me, that you've rejected me. And then I'm going to mess up my navigational system inside of me. And I'm going to mess up my relationship with you. And it's going to just heap on a lot more pressure and pain. And then I'm really stuck in a bad place right? So don't go there. Don't allow yourself to go there. I'm entangled with God. That's it. End of discussion. He'll never leave me or forsake me. Done deal. Now move on, right? Think about that today. Hey folks, as always, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. It means a lot to me to see everyone being on board with us today and hopefully bringing some good revelation to you guys. And I want to share this with you as well. 
If you want to know more about the mind, I really highly encourage people to go to the website identitynetwork.net and you can put, download my course called School of Thought, Visualization and Imagination. School of Thought, Visualization and Imagination. It's 100% biblical, but we're going to bring you a lot of powerful revelation from a scientific point of view to a biblical point of view to make you understand and realize how to deal with your thought patterns and your processing of those thoughts. And so download that today. All you've got to do is put in these three keywords, School of Thought thought. School of thought. Enter those three words into the search engine on identitynetwork.net. Press the search button. You can download it right then within, let's say, 20-25 minutes. Download the entire course and it's yours. And you can start on it and you can uh, let it minister life to you. I believe it will. And it'll settle some of these issues once and for all for you. And as always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to us. Tune in every Monday if you get a chance to my Facebook and Instagram Live at 10 a.m. Central Time. Instagram Live our audience is, is growing and I would love for you to be a participant in this. Sometimes I prophesy, sometimes I give teachings, and sometimes I, I talk about our new books. So definitely you want to be a part of that. Our Instagram live at 10 a.m. Central Time and our Facebook live 10 a.m. Central Time. I do it at the same exact time and uh, be a part of that. I would love to see you be a part of that and be part of our family here at the ministry. And as I close, I always say this. If you don't like your day, if you don't like what's going on right now, change the way you think. Have a new outlook. Change the way you're seeing the situation and your life will change right then and there. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.